you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life. Hello and welcome back to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. With me is Jansen Mizrak. He's back. I'm back. back in the rotation. It's been a long time. I'm honored. I'm honored uh, to be back in the rotation. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very excited for today. Well, our schedule is just never aligned. I know. In the yeah. right way where I would ask if you could do a podcast and you had a lesson and then I'd have a lesson when you didn't have a lesson. I know. So, we're always sandwiched with, with stuff. A lot going on. A lot going on. It's kind of those dog days of the winter right now, which is great. Are dog days good days? Mm, I don't, you know, that's a great question because we say that a lot this time of year when, when we're really busy and uh, and rocking and rolling, going from kind of session to session, and we kind of get going on our own schedules, mm-hmm. but we're all kind of under one roof. And I think I think they are good. Okay, I just didn't know, not even like these days. I think these days are good. I'm generally very happy in my day to day life. Me too. Um, but just like that that phrase, the dog days of you know dog days of summer. Right, right. I just wasn't clear, and I don't yeah, know. I think it's I think it's maybe a way of saying of. You know, there's something there's something on the horizon that's about to break, but right now I just got to kind of keep doing what I'm doing. Okay. Because things like are because things are going well, right? Okay. Yeah, things okay. are going well. We've been kind of doing the same thing for a while, and, and we're about to break through. Mm. That's kind of how I see it. I wonder where that comes from. I don't know. If anyone knows, feel free to reach out. DM us on Instagram. Uh, by the way, um, before you start, we're starting. We kind of go into it. I yeah. just wanted to say the the last episode with the new music intro was super inspirational to oh. me I'm, I'm driving up to work and i i hear the new instrumental and then mm. i hear the godfather of golf speaking to me it was incredible wow so it's great thanks for changing that up it's great yeah, i'm glad you liked it new music it's from the band the national which is my favorite band mm. i hope we don't get sued but i don't <laughs> but like no lane up they have like rap they have like jay-z in their intro yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure they didn't get jay-z to approve the music no there's there's stuff with copyright with you know if it's under 30 seconds or 20 seconds or something like that are you making that up (laughs) no i'm dead serious like you can yeah you can use you can steal things if it's under right yeah i think we'll be fine and if we do get in trouble maybe that speaks to the success that the podcast is blowing up (laughs) come on i'm going to see they're the only band like i'll go i'm going to see them in concert in may come to chicago oh no way they're pretty popular. They are gonna. They What's the name like of The National. The National. Yeah, I don't it's even a band. know if I've heard of them. Well, I've play, sometimes I play them in the cube. Mm. It takes a, they're like the music that takes like a little while to digest. So like mm. on first listen, you might not like it. Sure. But then if you maybe listen again and again, might grow on like, you. I love bit. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. What genre would you kind of put like, these people like alternative, under? Indie, alternative indie? Yeah. Okay. But they're like they're playing four like f- have four sold out shows in a row in Chicago. So it's great. People like them. Yeah, music's a great thing, man. I've been uh, I've been working out to or no I uh, well working out yes, but I'll kind of listen to anything that has good beats or whatever. But I was practicing the other day to like really motivational music, so like lots of kind of orchestra but with some like beat drops and stuff in it it was it was awesome and it it was quite the experience felt like i was carrying myself at a whole nother level wow and then i took my airpods out and i was like oh 
This is what <laughs> like the world sounds to, like. Back to reality. <laughs> All right. So we have a new... This is a new potentially weekly episode. I don't want to say weekly episode. You know, it's going to come out when it comes out. It's going to come Yeah. We're going to try to do it every week. Right. And this... Like we said, we got busy schedules, but I, I'm ready to prioritize this because I think... This is important what we're talking about. This segment is with it's with you and if we want to invite another coach, we we will. We'll see. We'll see how we'll see how it's this always goes. Good to have a, yeah, it's always good to have a guest. Good to have a guest. We'll see. I mean, we'll give them a chance to listen and see if they'd like to be on it. Sure. You know. Um it's called No Tips Allowed. Zero. Where do you want to explain to the audience where this? Yeah, you yeah. know, it's been a running joke. We've had an episode. There's an old episode called "No yeah, Tips Allowed." Yeah, really old episode. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely like you, I think you're about to allude to. It's it's definitely a kind of an inside joke for the last three, five, yeah. six yeah. years of uh, when we when we get people that come to us for lessons, particularly adult students. You know, we'll give them a lesson, and maybe the lesson goes really well, and they'll be like, "Thanks for the tips today. It was really great." <laughs> And, and it's, it's somewhat offensive to us when we hear that feedback, or we also maybe have a, have a student that's asking for a tip or they kind of want that bandaid fix, which I know is kind of my favorite term to use when it comes to maybe overlooking what the root cause is of what somebody's struggling with. And they just want something really easy to digest a tip. Everyone just wants a tip. Just a tip. Swing Their friend from... Instagram, you know, Instagram, from Golf, Golf Channel, from Golf Digest, from YouTube, yeah, right? From the best whatever. player they know. Hey, what do you we're do? Just that? looking for. Hey, what's yeah. what's the thing? Because we all think we're like one one tip away one from swing greatness. Tip away, and but but as coaches, we've we've found that those, even though maybe sometimes we give tips, yeah, it, they don't they don't they don't last. They never last. Um, but also. They don't help. They don't. They don't help, and that's that's why they don't help. It's because they don't last. Because right. they're not helping people learn about themselves or golf or anything yeah. else like that. Yep. I so. don't think people learn from swing tips. Yeah. So this is so this is called no tips at all. But it's so it's a it's an episode. These episodes are about about like coaching and the swing and mechanics and technique. So that's different than kind of this is not quite going to be talking about like the spirituality of golf right. on this episode. We're into, we'll save that for next we'll save time. Peter that Donahue's for Peter Donahue. Yep. 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 That's, that's where, that's where my mind tends to go. But, but there's been some things kind of bubbling up where this is, it's like this. Yeah. I've got some stuff to say now. And so <laughs> yeah. about coaching, I've got sure. more experience, maybe a little bit like this, this, you know, if you, if you go to like Buffalo wild wings, there's a, you know, like a spice, level oh, you know sc- the little the scale, scale of hot sauce yeah, yeah this yeah. is just a little bit spicier than, yeah. than some of the other sizzle on the scale going yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. um but <laughs> um if so so if you're into like swing mechanics or deep dive into coaching that's what this that's what this is for um yeah we'll still keep the other ones going but just letting people know you know what what we're here to do i that's great think about this came a long way we we um one of our first podcasts we did was like the Jansen Project, oh where you God. helped me. With I was my literally swing. about to bring that up. I was like, I think the last time we talked to Deep Mechanics were, I mean, we sprinkle it in every once yeah. in a while, but yeah. like, was that series yeah. with uh, you and Ty, yeah. Livy? Yeah, it's great. But if you want, like, I was thinking on that, I'm afraid I will not go back and listen to it. I 
don't want to hear myself yeah. talk about that. But but you but like you were I definitely like had no idea. I didn't know anything about the golf swing sure. at that point in like 2018, whenever that was, and I've like learned a lot since. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about it a little bit. But it's definitely like a difference. So if you want to, I guess I'm not sure why I'm telling this to people because I feel like <laughs> it's just gonna be embarrassing to go back it's and listen. Fine. But it's out there. If you want it, take it. <laughs> yeah, but if you like listen to this episode and then you listen to that episode, it, maybe it's an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. Of, like it might be worth how long. How you know how See far, how we've, far come. we've come? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, w- w- trying to think where exactly to start. Got so many notes, so many ideas. But I think that the main, as I was texting you about this, the main, um, the the catalyst, the catalyst for kind of where this came from to me. Yeah. From I, I spend too much time on Instagram. I'm only, I only do have golf stuff on my Instagram. Sure. So like it's golf. I don't have like another page. So this isn't for anything. It's just like only golf related. So, you know, in the explore thing, the only things you see are golf. Oh yeah. Are golf things. And so the, the, the predominant and, and and I think that Instagram is, it it lies to us or it, um, there's this Franciscan monk named Richard Rohr. He would call it, he says the definition of evil is (laughs) something that gives you like an incorrect version of reality. Mm. So, so under that definition, Instagram is just kind of, it's pretty evil. Pretty darn evil. At its whole, right? For a lot of different reasons, but particularly golf reasons where it's like, there's a post that you, know, you can probably find these on my page. I'm sure you can find them on your page yep. as well. But it's like, here's the student swing before the lesson. Here's the student swing after. Wow, great work, John. And then Keep it up. Yep. And then it's like, wow, this guy made this massive change in his swing because of me. You know, obviously because of me, the yeah. coach. It's like, it's just yeah. like an ego trip of like, oh, look at how good I am and look how smart I am. And yeah. look great, how much. Great 60 minutes with my boy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Look at how much I helped helped him get better, right? Yeah. And then, but then what they don't see is like when he comes back next time, it just like looks exactly the same. Or and a lot of the times, the next lesson is a rinse and repeat of the week before, or the last time you saw him, or whatever that might be. The the frequency that they're they might be taking lessons at. Sure. Or or sometimes it's there's you give them this new thing that looks really good on video, but now. It's introduced now. Their club face is coming in different, so now they have no control over the ball and are missing yeah. it all over the place. Yeah, right. They don't. These things like don't show up on, you know, online. And so, um, I guess I just like wanted to talk about that with someone, with you particularly, sure. and also apparently the world uh, because <laughs> putting this out there, it's out there for them. Um, do you have anything you want to say about that? I think the only thing I would add to to what you've just said is is that uh, we have so much so much resource at our fingertips now that and and I think people are you know kind of looking for maybe their fifteen minutes of fame or some followers. It's, it's just I think there's a lot of stuff that you can get surface level that seems good, but at the end of the day, it's really hard to digest and it's hard to diagnose who that would be for. Because I think a lot of these platforms, you have to speak to an audience, right? And you even like look at all these Instagram pages or people that help 
influencers or help. I mean, my brother does this for a living. So he helps people grow their following, right? He helps people put marketing Mm. plans together to target their audience, whoever that might be. And so he would, he'd be the first one to tell you that like there's schedules to it. You have to know who the audience is for and and whatnot. But I think that's the, that's where it's hard for us as coaches is that we're not really speaking to an audience. We're speaking to individuals. Sure. And on this platform, that's Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, whatever it is, is an audience of people. It's not just one follower that you're speaking to unless you call them out on it. Right. Or you say like, it's hard to, I think, present it in a way of, hey, this is what I did for so, so-and-so. Maybe it could work for you, but I'm not saying that you should tr- even try. I'm just kind of sharing it. And, and then it goes back around to, well, why, why did I even share that? Because maybe yeah. it's just a cool – I think it's a, you can tell some cool stories mm-hmm. through it, but it's, it's a very delicate balance. And so I think, again, we, we can talk more about that throughout these episodes of just what can these platforms be used for and then also – when we're talking to individuals, what does that look like? And when you're trying to talk to an audience, what does that look like? So, yeah. so um, this one of my favorite guys coaches is Fred Shoemaker. We'll we'll talk about some of these people who are. Um, there's a group of people that I keep bringing, like Shoemaker, Michael Hebron, Tim Galway, who are really into like helping people learn and they spend a lot of time, Adam Young's not like stu- and they're studying like how do people learn best? And they do that kind of like through golf is their platform of like how they learn it. And so there's things that they've, they've uncovered over like a lot, having a lot more experience than we have where they're like, Hey, this kind of like traditional way of teaching like mechanics and positions doesn't actually like help that much because it just tends to confuse people. They're not, re- you're not making them more aware. You're not making them more in control. You're just having them kind of like listen to you. Yeah. Um, it's a very, the structure is very like the coach is um, just like te- the way you grew up in school, right? The teacher knows everything. And so you just have to listen to what the teacher says telling and you then and repeat it back to them it. and yep. try to memorize it. Right. And, but that, that's not the way that learning happens, right? right. Like learning happens through the teacher or the coach, um, like empowering the student to, to like do things on their own. Right. Right. I saw this quote. I was reading this book called Positive Impact Golf. And one of the things in it, one of the students said to him, uh, he said, what I like about the way you coach is that you give me the feeling that you're only helping me find something I already know. Mm. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That's kind of I I would say I try to make my coaching like that of like, hey, you like you know how to do a lot of these things. Golf isn't it doesn't have to be that complicated. Right. And. So like here, like let's find them, let's find them together rather than them thinking something's broken and we're trying to fix it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I aim into that. And and I think this winter in particular, I've been a little more, uh, okay with, with just taking a step back with a student and being like, Hey, we've worked together long enough, man. You're hitting the ball left right now. You're a good enough player. Hit the ball right. Like figure yeah. it out. Like yeah. you can, you can do this. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I'm just going to encourage you to, to trust your instincts yeah. here. Uh, cause I, you know, Hey, so you, you remember when you first came to me, you, you all you could do was hit it to the right. We yeah. know it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sure. And, uh, and so I think those are, that's a really fun and I think beautiful way of coaching is, is presenting things in a way where people are, Oh yeah, you're right. 
I do know how to do that. And, and then giving them the, the empowerment and then also the space to be able to do that and not be afraid to fail, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. And, and kind of unleash their, their inner golfer yeah. and, uh, and be okay with, with doing things that are maybe challenging at times, but also, um, just, just fun to do. Yeah. And giving them the time to learn and figure it out themselves. Right. With, it with, it's yeah. easy to interpret that as you're just telling them to do everything, but you're really just, the coach's role is you're pointing them in the right direction and say, here's where your focus needs to be. And now you need to like spend some time trying to figure it out yeah. yourself. It was like you're for, gui- yeah. You're guiding their, them there the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but you're, you're not leaving them. With, yeah. As for that example that you just gave, you could easily, like, I would say, like, the Instagram coaching way of fixing that would you take their swing on video, you see, okay, um, let's just say their grip's too strong, club face is too shut at the top, they roll their forearms over at the ball, right? All those things make it go. Boom, boom, boom. So it's like, okay, here's what you got to do. You need a weaker grip, got to hinge these wrists up more open, and you got to keep your your forearms you know not rolling over through the ball yep okay good luck go do that hold it off yeah and that that's just like so uncomfortable like it's hard i can't even remember what i said but we expect them to remember it but also um it's it's just expecting them to have so much more awareness of the swing in their body than they than they actually do have and then too it's then i think the rest of that session kind of goes okay i start to take more video i start to hopefully remember what I said and I start to see, well, which one of those three things that I gave them, are they changing the most? And then I'm just going to tell them to do more of that until the ball starts going where I want it to go. And yeah, I think that's just, that can start to be a pretty dangerous place Mm -hmm. where you're changing a lot at once, but nobody, neither the coach or the student knows exactly what you're changing. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, because those things will influence club face, but then you're training the student that like, oh, to hit the ball to the right, I need to weaken my grip and change my wrist angles and and do all this stuff. But I mean, what happens if they hit the ball left on the course? Are they going to like change all that again? Or then maybe next topic is what happens if they make all those changes and the ball still goes to the left? Right. So then what, then do you add a fourth, do do you add a fourth thing? Um, you can see how it's getting complicated very quickly. Or if it's someone who's not even taking lessons, let's say they're watching videos, then it's like, what do you do then? Do you watch another video? If like the first three videos didn't solve your problem, do you just watch another one until, until that one clicks? And then what happens when that one stops working? You kind of see what, um, I think, I think another thing too, with, when it comes to kind of video diagnosing things is that if you go on YouTube right now and you said, fix a slice, every single, almost every single person is going to say that that player is swinging, quote unquote, again, over the swing plane, over the top, making this looping motion that puts cut spin on the ball with an open club face. But I think you and I both know from experience that players will come to us and tell us that a slice is the miss, but they're not doing it that way. Sure. They might actually be under the plane with a really open club face. They could actually be like have a pretty good golf swing and they're just peppering it off the heel yeah. or drop kicking into it and it's like cranking the face open. Like there's a lot of different ways that the ball goes to the right and it's not always what you think it might be 
where, oh, I have a slice, here's, here's something to do. And, um, you know, these yeah. three tips or yeah. do these three things yeah. or do the, follow this list yeah. and, and you can, you can start to hook the ball. And we just, we both know that like one watching that video and then trying to apply whatever they tell you, you're not going to move the needle enough and have the awareness to actually feel what they're asking you to do through sure. that video. Cause the golf swing is such a personal thing and, and, People don't want to change that much. They want it. They want their swing to feel comfortable, so they can be confident yeah, sure. with it. But they want to hit the ball better. Sure. And those two things don't always go hand in hand, unfortunately. Yeah. And some of them do want to change things that they don't need to change. Oh, that's that's a whole other episode um, on itself. But so, should, can I tell you a quote real quick? Yeah, go see it. So I had a student the other day, and and we were using some video to, as a measurement, sure. and and just to to measure where the club was swinging. And he goes, well, what about what about this? And we and I said, hey, we're gonna watch the video and we're gonna watch it because this is what we're measuring. Yeah, yeah. We're not looking at anything else. We're just we're doing mm -hmm. we're checking one thing here, and I want to show you so you can like you know create this feel. And then he goes, he was happy with with it. I was awesome. That's why I showed it to him. And then he goes. Well, what about what about this? I want I want that. And I said, uh -huh. you don't need that. Wait, what did he say? He it was something about his legs. He uh, he wanted to like you know be a little more springy. He wanted oh, yeah. to like squat down a little more and then jump up. And he thought he was kind of pushing his hips a little too much to the ball, a little early extension mm -hmm. as we call it. And sure. and I said, I said you you don't need that right now. You just hit five golf balls right now, just like how I've never seen you hit. I said you don't need that. And he goes, No man, I want that. I'm paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was he was joking. Yeah, he said that sure, kind of sarcastically. Sure. But I was just like, oh man, like I know you're joking right now, but deep down, I know you really want that because yeah, otherwise, you wouldn't bring it up. You want that swing. <laughs> you that... want that look. Yeah. He, sure. want, he wanted the look. Yeah. And I thought, I'm like, okay, let's say you do get it. Like, what is that going to do? Are you going to yeah. hit it any better than you just hit it? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Or how long would it take? Or how yeah. long would it take? Yeah. Shoemaker yeah. has this thing. He calls it the culture of golfers. And he says, there's one basic principle in the culture of golfers. And it is that there is something wrong with my game and I must fix it. So yeah. everyone's always trying to fix it. So he would, he would go deeper into say like the problem with that is it's starting from the assumption that something's broken or something right. is wrong, which that's not a great place to start from. You could just start from uh, there's something you haven't learned enough about yet, right. which is different than something is broken. And then, cause then trying to fix it, like trying to fix, try to fix what, yeah. you know, what do you your grip? And then what happens yeah. when you fix that? Um, do you have students that come to you after playing? Cause I, I have a couple that come to mind that they, you ask them how they played. Maybe they, they just went on a trip and you, hey, yeah, how yeah, to go. Sure. And they're talking about through the rounds or, or through, through the holes. And they say, well, I started out here and that was really great, but the driver wasn't good. But then I got to the turn and I, I kind of made a little tweak or I remembered what you said in our lesson and I fixed it. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, oh, well, great. Like, how'd you play after that? And they'll be like, well, then this wasn't going so well. So then I fixed that. And so it's like, well, hey, you, you, you made this adjustment to, to, fix whatever you thought was the worst yeah. but was that other thing that you fix later on still happening during that like what's yeah. what's the priority list yeah. of what you're changing here or fixing mm -hmm. and well just because you fixed that one thing 
did that then cue you to say, oh, well, if I can fix that, now I can fix another thing. And it's yeah. like, you know, you're just, it's this rabbit hole of always trying to tinker and, and uh, yeah, fix things that might not need to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> they might not be broken. Yeah. So for me, instead of, fix, instead of fixing something, I think helping people become more aware of something or helping them have more control yeah. of something, I think those are, that's what I'm doing as a coach to help as opposed to fixing something that's broken um and there's lots of different ways there's lots of different ways to do that um all right i think we need a section of this called about like case studies or or talking through an example from from our week yeah i think that's i think that's the best way because the last thing i want to do is like dance on all these wave tops of topics and then people are like i didn't get anything you're saying there's a lot of ways to do that but yeah yeah give them some juice so I'll t- I'll do like uh, oh, I guess no one I got one more one more intro one more thing in the intro okay and it's said we need to add add some spice to it to this yeah let's so get let's, up on that B dubs let's just like take some shots <laughs> at Instagram coaches go so the first this is this is said with love because like George Gankus is is my guy he's the best it's your guy I learned a lot from his online website that I paid for, but it taught me Went through a, the whole thing. a lot. Yes. I think twice. Um, he, he posts these cool videos of people with like really great swings that, um, but they have like three different people moving them. They have someone holding yeah. their head and someone holding their, you know, their waist and their hips. And then sometimes someone even like swinging the club, the for club them, back for them. Something. Yeah. And so, I it presents back to this thing of like Instagram is evil, right? All we're seeing is one yeah. swing from the lesson, right? But it makes it seem like, wow, this guy, he's a miracle worker. Like, look at this change that he's making for these people. Yeah. And whereas like we don't get to see what that person swung like the next shot when no one was moving them at all. Like, yeah. did they even experience, have an awareness and experience of that phenomenon of three different people moving you you know i don't like i don't know maybe they did maybe they started swinging like that every time after but i but i think i and i'm sure you can tell me if you agree with me or not of like have had plenty of times where we've like tried done something cool i've like experimented with like moving people's hips for them just help them feel something different but then as soon as you stop doing it they it just goes right back to normal because they're not actually learning something themselves they're just they're just along for the ride like a you yeah. know a leaf blowing leaf in the wind blowing the wind yeah <laughs> and so i mean like for examples of things that i do of like you put up like alignment sticks help people swing above them for their club their club path to help with direction and if you put that stick down it like can fix it really really quickly yeah real quick and then as soon as it goes away yeah it's right back to normal right back to it because and the reason for that is because like the person is just trying to avoid this this alignment stick that's behind them they're not actually their brain isn't actively like trying to do something different. Right. And so it's like, well, maybe, yeah, maybe if you gave them, you know, hundreds or thousands of swings over that thing, eventually it would, would shift it. But there's, there's better or like faster ways to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I think the Genkis one is, is, is a great example of, yeah, I want to see the swing with nobody, you know, after they got that like crazy experience. And I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's kind of a whole process or layout that, that 
Skank is gives those people of, hey, this is, you know, these are the things that you kind of need to work on or the stimulus that you need to get, or yeah. whatever it is. But I mean, that's like a crazy one to go witness and you, you scroll past it and you see three people swinging someone around. <laughs> <And> <laughs> sure. It's like, whoa, what's yeah. going on there? Uh, it looks like, I mean, it looks like a really, probably a pretty fun thing to go through, but you know, I think maybe some people are just going there for that experience and like what did, what happened afterwards? Yeah. Like, where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> where are they now? Yeah. One of uh, my favorite things to do is look up, um, you can just Google like, uh, like George Genkis lesson review and there'll be like forums on like golfwrx.com or other places of like people who've actually gone to take a lesson with him. Or you can do it for like other coaches like Mike Adam, you know, Mike yeah, Bender, whatever. Sure. And just like see what people are saying. And some of them are like, they all like have great experiences. Like the person's obviously like very smart, but then it's, they're all just like, yeah. And then he gave me two things to work on. And so I'm just working on them. You know, it's like not this like life changing experience that it yeah. kind of seems yeah. like. I mean, I, I haven't done it for Mike Bender, but you see like all of those, oh, yeah. that jungle gym, he's, he like puts th people <laughs> it's, through. Yeah. It's, it like looks really cool, but it's like, okay, what, what do they do when, when he's not there helping them do that and stuff? So, right. um, right. maybe it's good, but I'll also like, I don't know. I, I think we've seen, we've seen enough people where it's like progress doesn't always come, come the fastest that, you know, in the ways that show up on, yeah on like on the Instagram. Yeah, I think so. it's really hard to, to, uh, inflict the change that people are looking for right the the life-changing moments in an hour yeah or even a couple hours sure. and uh when we go to these these coaching seminars you know some of the top coaches are spending three to six hours with people sure. during their first session just yeah. to like truly get to know them and so you know, that's something yeah and uh oh do we want to talk about we want to talk but, mark blackburn because he's another <laughs> one my list obviously he's an incredible coach incredible. he coaches max homa who's yeah. like doing doing amazing yeah. and we heard him speak and he he talks about how like he spends three hours with people but then he also says that he and this is just like he's obviously going to disagree with me on what i'm about to say but that's fine he can he's doing just fine <laughs> he can just fine um he don't take it personally <laughs> yeah yeah he but he just talks about how like he's like i'm gonna change with i don't think he's seen people regularly so that's different than what we do right. but he talks about how he's going to he does as much change at setup as possible right. and then sometimes doesn't have to talk about really the rest of the swing right so if someone's slicing you could you know you could strengthen the grip and close the stance and kind of just like go from there right yeah. so that's and, and you could actually see really quick results from that, right? Because if someone's slicing and you just crank that grip a lot stronger and you close their 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 feet, kind of keep yeah. the club, like they're going to start swinging it differently really quickly. And it's like, okay, cool. Wow, look at this amazing coach who who changed this in, you know, three swings. Yeah. Um, but then the question becomes is like, well, what happens like next month when that ball starts slicing again? Um, are they coming back to him? And he's, you know, tweaking three more things. Yeah. Um, or are they? Do they just feel lost because he didn't help them l learn about like what causes a slice or what causes a hook or the different moves like required to do multiple things? He just kind of like changed a bunch of stuff at their setup and then uh, was like, "Okay, here, look, you're fixed." Yeah. That's again like here's some things that are broken and let's try to fix them. Right. And now he probably would say that there's more to it than that but to be fair in his presentation in his like two-hour presentation he didn't mention anything of like here's how you help people 
you know, learn. It was just like, here's here's me. I'm going to tweak some things, and then you're going to hit it better. Yeah. And here's it was the a way very, It was a very surface level. Um, well, he, he again, he touched on, on a lot, and I think a lot of those guys just like talking about yeah. working with their tour pros, and that's sure. cool. Those are great stories, but a lot of us sitting in that room are not working with tour pros. <laughs> and so, how do, hey, how would you help your members, or how would you help your, your people? Yeah make that change. And I agree with a lot of what he said. And I thought his, his philosophy of, or his structure of how he goes through lessons was very cool. And I think you can make a lot of change with just focusing on setup and, and getting people to understand those fundamentals. But yeah, I was kind of left a little empty with, with, well, what do you, yeah. What do you do when that's not enough? Yeah. Yeah. But maybe, and maybe they're coming for that, that like fix, like, Hey, get me, get me hitting it good for the next month and then I'll come back and see you again. Yeah, and totally. So that's totally. maybe a different, but that's a different experience than I guess the people that at least I tend to, to see and to see regularly that they're, they're on a pathway of really learning a lot about, about golf and the golf swing and how, how it works and how to do different things and, yeah. uh, take ownership of their swings and of golf. Um, as opposed to it being some, you know, mystery that's really complicated yeah. for them. Yeah. So, one of the first one of the first lessons I learned from from Peter and and Chris oh, oh we'll talk about like you know like shank shank fixes right and so like heal the toe heal the toe <laughs> but that's every that's everything it, this is um it's one thing but it's also everything and it it is because if someone's if someone's shanking they they're generally setting up with the club with the ball in the center of the face Sure. As most people do. Sometimes they actually send up off the heel, but that's a rare. Rare. It does happen. Happened to me last week. And it's like, hey, get the Safe. ball in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so sometimes they don't really have any awareness of where they're setting up. So then, right. hey, let's have some awareness of where you're setting up. Okay. Great. Let's do that. Um, but again, that's different than than um, than telling them than like putting a say like putting X's on the ground and say, here's exactly how far away to stand. No, it's just like, hey, you need to be aware of where this club is. Is it off the toe or is it off the heel or is it in the middle? Yeah. Um, but anyway, they generally start in the middle and then somehow throughout their swing, their club reaches out away from their body two inches and the ball hits off the heel of the club. Clank. Okay. And so what, Pe- what, what Peter and Chris taught, it taught me and you is that uh, the people have a general tendency of like, oh, I'll just set up off the toe. Right, because then when I move that club two inches, now it's going to strike it in the center. But actually, that isn't a good enough that isn't a good enough fix because you're still going to have that same tendency of reaching the club out. out. Yep. And in some ways, it actually makes the problem worse because now they're reaching out even, even more. more. Right. Right. And so that so so basically, it's like everyone has tendencies for whatever reason they're going to like go back to them, and so. These like quick fixes of like stand further from the ball, change your grip, put your hands lower. It's like okay, these may help get a couple shots better, or maybe ten, maybe a hundred shots better. But eventually, you're gonna go back to kind of your old tendency, and so that's why these things aren't yeah helpful as fixes. So the the best way they you know to fix shanks is to actually practice with um, by lining up not off the toe but off the heel of the club and have try to hit start on the heel and then actually hit one off the toe or off the middle of the face because now you're looping the club the opposite direction instead of swinging it two inches further from you you're at the club head you're bringing it two inches you know closer to you and so that's developing your awareness of what's going on and helping you kind of like 
get closer to mastering golf as opposed to just kind of this quick fix. Right. And I think you can, you can give that person, depending on where you think you should go, they're building a lot of awareness, not only just where they're striking it on the club face, but also the shape of their swing and maybe where it was going wrong previously. Oh, when I was back here, I used to kind of transition like this and I can feel that reach happening. Now when you're making me, you're asking me to do this coach, I can actually feel this club moving a different shape or a different Mm -hmm. direction that's allowing me to now hit it off the toe or really hit it off the center uh, of the club face now. And so it's like, that's cool. That's cool stuff. Yeah. And that person's going to walk out feeling really good about their ability to progress. Yeah. Um, do you have any, um, do you have any examples of students that, yes. that relate to any of this? And then I have, I have one, I have a story and then it will end with the tip of the week because <laughs> it's called no tips a lot, but we're going to give, we're going to give you, give people what they want. There's going to be a tip involved, but it's, you know, maybe not the traditional, traditional types of golf tip. So, yeah. Okay. So, so I have a, a kind of a case study and this was, this was from a while ago when I was, uh, when we were teaching at Lake Bluff, Oh wow. young, young coach Jansen okay. up there uh, with a long-term, long-term adult student of mine. We had had a good, a good off season together and hadn't seen her in a few weeks maybe even a month or so. And she was about to play a lot of golf over the summer and wanted to just kind of come in for a check-in and kind of get tuned up before she was playing in like some league stuff. And so lessons going good. She really wasn't hitting the ball that bad, but like I saw her reverting back to some old habits. And so we, we kind of, I gave her a lesson where it was probably a, a little more technical than what she was expecting and she was a little hesitant towards making making that feel or that change. And she asked me like point blank. She was like, "What what's wrong with co- coming in for like a little tune up?" Mm. And I was like, "Oh God!" Like <laughs> like what? Like we were obviously like not we weren't communicating as sure. well as we should have for that sure. that session. I had some ideas about where I wanted this student to go for like a long term goal, yeah. and she came to the session just looking for a tip, a quick fix, some confidence to be able to go play like later that week and the rest of that summer. And so, you know, reflecting back on that was a great learning opportunity of, I think a lot of what we need to do as coaches is truly understand what the intention is of the day before you even touch a club. Mm. Hey, what are we trying to get out of today? What's the goal after the 60 minutes? What do you, what do you want from me? Cause I can, you want to come, you want to leave the session hitting draws? Like I'll get you hitting draws. You want to hit phase? Like we can do that. Hey, do you just want to like leave here hitting it solid? Like we can do that too. Do you want this to be like a guided practice session? Do you want to keep working on the project? You know, or whatever that is. Cause then that can help guide you to, to where you both have a really enjoyable experience for that session, however long it is. Yeah. And so that was, I don't know, that's just a kind of a quick story about, um, you know, one, one kind of coaching moment where I went like way too deep in on some technique stuff and a feel to like get her 
doing what I wanted her to do because I knew deep down I needed her to feel that so that she wouldn't keep going back. It was similar to kind of the heel the toe thing. It was like, hey, I really need you to feel this shape. Even if it's still kind of producing the same result, I need you to feel this because you have a better chance making this kind of uncomfortable shape versus what you normally do is this and and it's just going to like keep going back to that if you feel comfortable right mm-hmm. so um so yeah i'll leave it at that but so what do you say you gave like you gave the correct information but it wasn't helpful because yes yeah 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 and that's a good that's a good way to put it is i gave her information i gave her things that i thought were valuable but they weren't valuable to her sure in the moment yeah and and that that was humbling because you know she's paying me yeah. to help her hit the golf ball better and i tried right but i also didn't like match her goals that she had in the short term and so um that was now i now i try to not do that (laughs) which is cool but yeah i think what you said is um was the information was given but it was not it was not digestible and i think the unique case in that was that she wanted that short-term thing even though the last eight times I had seen her, it was more of a long-term thing. Uh, so. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. So I had a, one of my regular students, like he started about a year ago, like really just like struggled, like shanking almost every chip. And also it, you know, bleeds into the full swing as well. So, yeah. um, like made, like made lots of progress. Probably a student has improved by, they broke 80 for the first time when they were like, they before previously were like a 90s shoot, 90s or 100s shooter. So they improved by, you know, the personal best by over 10 and average by probably 10 or 15, you know, probably more actually because yeah, those big numbers went away. So, right, right, getting a lot better, getting a lot better in the year. Um, but still will like, will shank the ball sometimes. Um, not, not in chipping, but in full swing. And so it's like frustration for the student, but also for me that like this keeps, coming back. It's not frustrating for me that I think he should be doing different, but it's like, why, like, why does this still keep coming? Because we've, you know, I've showed this video to other coaches and we've like talked about ideas and it's like, Oh, we've, we've covered all the bases. Like all the technique is, is good. Um, you know, there's nothing obvious in the technique that's causing this to keep happening, but like, why does it, why does it keep happening? And so, um, so we had, we had a lesson, um, and I've got his swings on video, you know, take like one or two videos each lesson. And he's like, he started hitting like really good, probably like for two or three weeks in a row. Um, his, we have been doing this thing where, uh, his swing tends to get to around early. Um, okay. and I said, we're getting into mechanics. Might as well just do it. Um, Let's go. it's two around early. And then because like his hands have like no place to go, they just kind of like lift up. So his like left wrist cups and the face tends to open and his, uh, that's like what gets the club to the top is like the wrist just like bending and opening the face. Um, and then from there, it just like kind of drops a little bit inside and sometimes good shot, sometimes it's not. So the, the thing we've worked on is just like hands a little bit higher with just more of a flat wrist at the top. That was kind of just a big picture. Like, hey, here's this is what we're going for. Here's what yeah. we're going for. Right. And he was hitting really good with that, with sure. that feeling of like hands high, hands high, closed face. And so in the lesson, um, so we had like, let's say four, four or five good, good days in a row. Um, and, but then this one, so we start with like 
pitching wedge hitting really good hitting in the center nine iron hitting good in the center eight iron hitting good in the center uh then we switch to seven iron and it starts hitting like a little bit to the heel a little bit closer than we'd like and so it's you know like oh if it's getting a little bit to the heel eventually like a shank is probably gonna come up and so he, he was hitting I, I originally just let him hit just to see like hey can this kind of he sorted this out on his own and he, he kind of wasn't able to so i checked video and see that his hands weren't getting as high as as they used to be his hands weren't or weren't as high as when he was hitting it really good so so you see, from my perspective, I have like your perspective. Here you go. You're this is you it. know the answer. This is the fix. Here's right? the fix, and we have evidence, right? He's hit, when well, he was hitting the, good. Yeah, that's the thing. When he was hitting good, we had high hands, and so he started hitting not that good. And because high hands, you could say could would influence a more toe strike anyway, because now your hands are working in a different way through the shot. But sure. um, but anyway, he, we've had you know evidence of him with the high hands hitting it really good and so now he's hitting it bad you check oh the hands are are lower okay let's get the hands higher so i say hey like let's just get your hands swinging with your hands a little bit higher that was that was all of the the advice i didn't show him the video i didn't you know didn't put him in front of a mirror i just said swing your hands a little bit higher and it was just a disaster and he didn't hit another good shot for like 25 minutes after that tough scene and even though I gave him the right thing to do and the thing that actually like worked for him in yeah. the past. And yeah. so I think this is, you know, this doesn't happen with, with every student, but I think there is a little bit of this story in, you know, in everyone's learning a little bit of like, hey, here is like the perfect thing for you. But because for whatever reason, like our bodies change every day, yeah. it felt a little bit weird to him. And because it felt weird, now he lost like connection with, a lot of different things. Right. And so that hands high feeling that day did not feel the same as hands high. Yeah. In the, in the past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, but that's an example of like, okay, the information actually made him do worse. Cause now he's thinking too much about, obviously he's thinking too much about his hands being high. And, yeah. and so yeah. now you could be like, okay, let's work it back from there. You know, you could imagine doing, you know, do shank fixes, you can put a pad down, do all sorts of things like, like it was fine. Like we got it fine by the end, but it still was like okay. That was like kind of frustrating. Yeah, it was a rough one that that happened. And then so um, we started the next time. I was like, okay, like you know maybe this hands being high will feel more comfortable to him this you know this day. So the next time so he comes back and like still like hits a couple shanks and then it's like hands high. He's like oh, he's like I'm just like th- thinking about so much stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, like you you are thinking about so much stuff. Like you think about too much stuff yeah. to to help you. And so. <laughs> yeah. What we've done before, my one of my favorite drills for for shanks is I you put like it can be tees or like pieces of tape down on yeah this is you a know, good one one to the one to the inside of the club and one to like outside the toe and so you help them explain that you put a ball in right in between the piece of tape and you explain that hey you're starting here and you're trying to hit this ball and you're trying to swing right between the tape but actually when you hit a shank it's like your club starts here but it goes and hits this like outside piece of tape. Right, we've done that. I've done that with him before, and he doesn't really doesn't really like it because he wants to give himself information. He wants to say like, something like, "Oh, hands high equals good shot," but that's not that's not like not how it works. Like we reached almost like this like breaking point uh, of like, okay, like the way the way he he wants to do it doesn't always get the results, and so I just like put those tape down. Was like hit the outside tape, hit the inside tape, hit the outside tape, hit the inside tape. We did it probably like ten times, and I was like, okay, and he can do it first try. Every single Every time. time. No problem. Every single time you can hit that inside piece of tape. And I was like, if you have the ability to hit 
these two pieces of tape from this centered position, you have the ability to not shank it every time. Right. Right. Because, um, because if, if he was having trouble hitting that inside piece of tape, then it maybe is a mechanical issue, right? Cause he's not able to, for whatever reason, couldn't hit the certain spot, but he, like, he was able to do it every single time. And I think this is, that's a drill that, or like a teaching thing from Adam Young who talks about how like when you change like your intent and change what you're going for, your body has a way of, of reacting to that, right? Like his mechanics had to have changed from hitting the outside piece of tape to hitting the inside piece of tape, but he didn't, he was able to do it without thinking about the mechanics. Right. So he saw, he saw, Oh, there's that T or that piece. And I, I have to do that. Right. Just do it. Boom. Go. Yeah. And then we progressed to doing it with the ball, and he's been in the last lesson. He like like stayed after and hit, and he's like, and he left. And he's like big. He's like big day today. Only only today. one ball off. Only one ball off the heel. Like little, you know, because we have that little. Uh, there's a little crosshairs on the track, man. It's so only right. one ball yeah. like to heel side, not even a shank. Like the whole the whole time when he's hitting by himself at the end. I was like, okay. I was like, great. It's great. Like, you got it. And so, um, I think that's a, a I don't know, great example of just like. Hey, w- someone shanking the the initial thought is like, what's wrong with their swing? What do we need to fix? I've probably shown you know, hey, what do you see? What do you see here in the swing? How should they, he fix yeah. the shank? Oh, and then you can look as someone. Any coach could look and try to answer that question to the best of their ability, right? It's like, oh, the hands look like this, and he's doing that, and so yeah. you just got to do all, do these things, and and it will and it will help and. But like it might not, it might not help, and yeah. so that was, I don't know, just a good example to me. So that's where the tip, the tip of the week comes from, and it's it's I guess similar to what you're what you were saying earlier. So maybe it can be a shared tip of the week, like when you're having a an ish, let's say an issue, whatever it is, just try to do the opposite. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just and just like spend some time like trying to figure out but do it without without like telling your body to do things differently just change your intent of like where you're swinging the club yeah. right so it's like bringing in bringing attention away from your body and more to the club right your body has a way of reacting to what you you tell the club to do to do yeah so for you it was can you just hit one to the right? Hey, can you just, and yeah, exactly. Like we know that it's in there. Yep. We know that it's in there. And if he couldn't, maybe there's time for more coaching. But a lot of times people jump to more coaching before you give them right. the chance to kind of figure it out themselves. Yeah, because I've done that tape drill or that T drill with the you know the three yeah. different distances yeah. of reach or dynamic sure. reach. And, and some people can't do it that first time, yeah. right? It takes them a few attempts to get that outside one or that inside one or, or back to middle. And I think even there's an op- a coaching opportunity of oh when they f- miss it the first time or the second time or the third are you gonna are you gonna jump in there and and give them a mechanic that helps them <laughs> hit that piece of tape or are you just gonna like sit back and let them let them do it because yeah. they ha- they will figure out the hand eye coordination over time you know some people are just better at doing it than others right mm-hmm. but if you give them a, a very simple task of here's your club. There's the tape. I need you to hit all three three pieces of these tape. Maybe here's the order I'd yeah. like you to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a time where you need to jump in until yeah. the job the task is done. Right? Sure. Just like hey, you're hitting it to the left. Can you hit two balls to the right? And then we'll then we'll talk yeah. about maybe what you felt or or the awareness that might yeah. have 
Yeah, because then you can, they can keep that. their natural feeling swing, which is exactly. good. Because if you take like, that let natural have that. swing let away, them have it. it's great. Every time you introduce mechanics, it just increases their doubt, and they're like, "Oh, is this right? Is this right?" And yeah, my then new they swing. Yeah, <laughs> do you want me to do that's the best. Do you want me to do my new swing, or my old one? That's a great yeah. question to get. Um, yeah, like like maybe at the end of the lesson, you're like, "Okay, let's play a couple holes or yeah. like play a game." Oh, yeah. Okay, do you want me to use the new swing or the old swing <laughs> during this game? It's like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to we're trying to uncover this this thing that's inside you, um, and so yeah, I think that's I mean that's I think the, the way to go. Um, it's even though our natural inclination is like to jump to mechanics or I need mechanics to fix us. Like first, let's see let's see what you can yeah. do. Um, let's at least understand you know the right thing to to kind of be working on. Um, but from there, like you have. People are a lot better at changing things than I think they think yeah. they are. When, and real quick before we kind of wrap here, I have a I have a guy who I've worked with uh, for a while on and off, and he's had some injuries recently, so I haven't seen him in a while. But um, member at a club, taking lessons everywhere. He's a member at Florida, like big golfer, right? Sure. And he's he's got no offense to him, but he's got one of the goofiest golf swings I've ever seen in my life. And his practice swings look comp- like very mm. normal. Uh, you know what you might think a golf swing looks like and then it looks like just looks like a lasso you know he's like uh, sure. he's he's at the, he's in the rodeo <laughs> when he's on the concourse it's awesome it's yes. awesome and he struggles with the shank and huh. so no club awareness he's thinking about like a lot of different things that he needs to be doing with his body or whatnot and so like really from day one it's been a lot of heel to toe and just kind of under, understanding that dynamic reach stuff mm-hmm. and and kind of a shank fix and just giving him the power to swing the club and as long as we understand where it's going to swing back to and kind of swing to and fro, like he's good. And if you were to take a video from day one and fast forward a couple years, the swing looks the exact same. Like sure. yeah. surface level, yeah. right? Yeah. Like if you're yeah. like getting nitty gritty, like it, yeah. it has changed, but it looks the exact same. It still looks like he's in the rodeo and it looks, it's cool. I think yeah. it's cool. Sure. But he has completely transformed his game. His handicaps come down. He can play and have enjoyment. And, like, he wants to keep his membership at his clubs, right? Because he's not embarrassed anymore to go play. And so I think that just kind of speaks to, like, I I mean, I tried to give him some mechanics to work on to be like, hey, I wonder if I could fix this and, like, get this guy to, like, you know. And, like, it didn't work because he was so rattled when I took away, like, this kind of comfort, Mm. right? And so I think – he's been a great a great student that's made me a better coach of helping someone in a very unique way and and i shouldn't even say unique because i've actually really taken what i've learned from him and applied it to a lot of my other people of hey you know what i'm gonna let you have this this awesome swing that that's that is yours and but i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to do some some different things with the club and your awareness and your mental game to to get you to to do things differently and get the ball doing different stuff so I think that's pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good place to end. I think Thank it's a good you. place to end. First yeah. episode, No Tips Allowed. No um, Tips Allowed. Don't come. Don't come looking next for week, tips. Coming next week, How to Chip. How to Chip. Yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to try. It's are you going to try and instigate uh, another... Um, me trying to, to trash Phil. <laughs> no, I've got I've got how to I've got it. I no, it's gonna be from my own experience. Okay. I have nothing to do with Phil Mickelson. Um but you know, tune in. Tune in to <laughs> next time to learn how to chip. Learn how to chip. Goodbye right. everyone. See ya.
you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life. Thank you.